0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, September 20th, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tammanini And I am Broadway stars James Marino. James, as promised yesterday, uh, at the end of this episode, you will be talking with playwright Susan Miller about her show 20th Century Blues, which will play at the Pershing Square Signature Theater later this fall. Um, so we'll have that interview at the end of this episode. But a few other things that I want to talk about before we get into the regular news. First, our good, good friend Patrick Hines released the... Premiere episodes, I guess, the season premieres of season two of Broadway Backstory, and they uh, they chronicle a little show you might have heard of called The Hamilton. Um, Two episodes, you need two episodes to go into the history of that show. I was fortunate enough to sit in on some of the recordings to kind of give him give him a backup recording for some of these interviews. It's really really great. Patrick does an incredible job with these things. They're like nothing else out there in theater podcast world. They really are audio documentaries. So if you care about Hamilton at all, listen to Broadway Backstory. Their first two episodes are available. You can get it on pretty much anywhere you can download podcasts. We'll also have a link in the show notes. So congratulations to Patrick. And then James, we've been bemoaning the unfortunate demise of Natasha Payne and the Great Comet of 1812. But yesterday we found out that a new restaurant is going to try to keep the spirit and the food of the show alive, apparently inspired by the show. A new resca- restaurant called uh, Samar- Samovarchik. Samovarchik. Okay, I don't. I don't do the Russian. Um, I don't do languages. But anyway, it will be on Manhattan's uh, Lower East Side at 11 Stanton Street between Christie and Bowery. Uh, it's. It's got. All kinds of different Russian food, including the Great Comet pierogi. So congratulations to them. It's going to be a uh, fun, casual, fast food Russian establishment. So if you're missing Great Comet, head on to the Lower East Side for a a nice Great Comet pierogi, James.
1: (laughs) I tell you, two food recommendations in two days. I know. You know? (laughs) All right. We like food. Yes, we do. Uh, first up in the news, the Hollywood Bo- Hollywood Bowl
0: announces Willy Wonka concert. Yeah, James. On Monday, a few people noticed that sca- stage and screen heartthrob John Stamos tweeted, quote, big tomorrow announcement. Strike that. Reverse it. Of course, that's an allusion to uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That led some to believe that he would be replacing Christian Borle in the Broadway production of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, However, yesterday we learned that it was in fact an announcement that he would be singing the role of the famed chocolatier in a live-to-film concert at the Hollywood Bowl on November 3rd and 4th. The all-star cast will sing the songs from the film while the movie plays on the big screen behind them, similar to what was done with the Little Mermaid concert last year. In addition to Stamos' Willy Wonka, the concert will feature the amazing Giancarlo Esposito as the Candyman, stage and screen star Richard Kind as Grandpa Joe, singer-songwriter Al King as Veruca Salt, recent Broadway rookie and singer-songwriter herself, Ingrid Michaelson as Miss- Mrs. Bucky, Stranger Things and It star Finn Wolfhard, which is quite possibly the coolest name of all time, uh, as Charlie, and the legendary, immortal, one-of-a-kind, Weird Al Yankovic, wait for it, as the Oompa Loompas. All of them. All (laughs) of them collectively, apparently. (laughs) I love this so much. I love it so much. The singers will be joined by multi-instrumental band, oh, here's another one, Dvachka, Okay, okay, sure. Um, whatever. Um, the Tickets go on sale this Saturday at 10 a.m. Hollywood time. James, if I'm being honest, Stamos would not be the first former Full House star that I would consider when I was casting for the role of Willy Wonka. I probably personally would have gone with Saget first, but I'm a big Bob Saget fan from, from the way back. But I guess they could do worse than Uncle Jesse.
2: Hmm.
1: You're a Bob Saget fan over. Oh.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Bob um, Saget
0: uh, is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever. His. Okay. If you only know Bob Saget from Full House, you don't understand the depth of comedy that this man is capable of. He has one of the bluest stand up acts I've, you will ever I've find. I've seen him do stand up before Full House. Oh, so good! He directed one of my favorite movies that no one's ever heard of called *Dirty Work*, that starred Norm Macdonald and Artie Lang. Um, he and Bob Saget directed it. So good! I love me some Saget. All right. <laughs> okay, the American Theater Wing raises a record-breaking total. Yeah, James, over the last few weeks, we've talked about the American Theatre Wing Centennial Gala, which happened last night. First, we talked about the incredible all-star cast of performers like Rebecca Luker, Howard McGillin, Santina Fontana, Laura Osnes, Brian Stokes Mitchell, Taylor Trench, Norm Lewis, Beth Malone, Heather Headley, and more. Then we learned that Broadway HD would be capturing the event for streaming on their site – Beginning in early 2018, no exact timetable has been released yet. Well, James, The Wing announced that their gala last night, or on Monday night, I apologize, raised over $1.2 million, besting last year's record total by more than. Four hundred thousand bucks the funds raised at the gala will provide support for the wings programs which champion theatrical excellence at every stage and ensure that um, that the american theater has a dynamic and diverse future it was also announced that there will be a book released in early 2018 chronicling the wings first 100 years so keep your eye out for that okay so what's up in the show and casting news All right. Yesterday, the Manhattan Theater Club announced that they had extended the Broadway production of Prince of Broadway for an extra week. The show will now play through October 29th at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater. Don't expect any other extensions because the children will be moving into the Friedman on November 28th. So if you've been putting off seeing this review, get your tickets now because it's not – Going to get pushed back much any other, uh, another week or anything, I wouldn't imagine. Then, also yesterday, we learned that the Women's Project Theater would present the New York premiere of Teresa Rebeck's What We're Up Against beginning on October 28th. While a new Teresa Rebeck play in New York is awesome, what's even better is is the show's cast. The show will star stage and screen stars Skylar Aston and Krista Rodriguez, both members of the original Broadway cast of Spring Awakening, uh, coincidentally. The show will also feature Jim Perrick with additional, additional cast- casting to be announced shortly. Directed by Adrian Campbell Holt, the show will run through November 26th. The play was actually originally written by Teresa in 1992, but didn't premiere until almost 20 years later out in San Francisco. The press notes say, it's 1992, and Eliza is the brainy new rec- recruit at a small shop architecture firm. But she's struggling to get a foothold on even the lowest rung of the company ladder and starts making moves to blow the lid off their Pandora's box of office politics and social maneuvering in this sharply hilarious black comedy. Rebek brings her traditional trademark blistering wit to the workplace in this darkly funny and all too relevant comedy of gender politics. Damn it, James, I... I don't have enough slots on my trip to New York to see everything that I want to see. And this gets announced yesterday, and I want to see this too. There's like four shows that I want to see, and I've got like one slot left. So this isn't fair. This upsets me. Anyway, interestingly, James, while Aston will be doing this show in October and November in New York, currently and through that same period in November, his wife, Anna Camp, will be on Broadway and Time in the Conways, which began previews last week. And then finally in this section, James, yesterday we learned that the National Arts Club had awarded its Kessel Ring, or Kessel Ring Prize to young playwright Lauren Yee. The prize includes a $25,000 award and the opportunity for Miss Yee to reside for two weeks in the historic clubhouse of the National Arts Club in order to develop her work. Yi's latest play, The Great Leap, will be produced this season by Denver Center, Seattle Rep, and the Atlantic Theatre Company. So congratulations to her. We love hearing about these things for young and up-and-coming artists.
1: All right, so let's jump into uh, the interview that I did with uh, playwright Susan Miller. With us today, we have a very special guest. Susan Miller is with us. Susan is a playwright and is a two time Obie Award winner, uh, Guggenheim Playwriting Fellow, uh, known for her critically acclaimed one person show, My Left Breast, which prevailed at Louisville's Humana Festival and has been performed across the US, Canada, and France. Uh, Some of her work has been done at the Public Theater, Second Stage, Naked Angels, New York Stage and Film Company, Mark Taper Forum, uh, Theater J, Trinity Rep, Walnut Street Theater, The O'Neill. Playwrights Conference. Uh, Susan, thank you for joining us on Broadway Radio. We really appreciate it.
2: Oh, I'm really happy to be asked to do this.
1: <laughs> so uh, coming up, uh, you have a, a new show called uh, 20th Century Blues that's going to make its New York premiere. Uh, so tell our listeners uh, who don't know anything about 20th Century Blues, what, can a, a little bit about the storyline.
2: Sure. Um, this, is, uh, uh, this is a play... About um, uh, a group of women whose friendship is really tested when one of them makes a kind of a, she doesn't think of it as a demand, but they will. Um, and it really focuses around um, the fact that they had met forty years before we meet them, and continue once a year to get together for this photo shoot, which has now evolved into something that very well might put them at the forefront of something that goes public now each of them come together one is a journalist one is a veterinarian one is the photographer and one is a real estate agent and they come into this moment when we see them uh of course bringing their own uh as we say mishagash and uh, yiddish but bringing their own <laughs> struggles you know predicaments and um they are, and then, you know, they have that language of people who, who know each other. And, and so it's got a lot of humor, but it's also got, it's got a, 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 a deep, you know, underbelly uh, because of the time they've spent in the world. These are women in their 60s. One has a son who's a millennial and a mother who is 90 in assisted living. And right there and then you can see how these relationships might um, both, you know, involve and speak to one another, and speak to everyone out there.
1: Is this set in current, uh, present day?
2: Oh yeah, it is. It's it's it's, and it's important that it's very contemporary. Um, the fact, uh, I mean, the title suggests, and, and I want it to, um, dealing with time, and the the um, uh, what you know, living most of their lives in that twentieth century, how they're greeting, you know, what is happening now you know uh and how they're going to confront whatever is to come whatever that might be i also want to make it timeless as well as of its time you know what i'm saying sure so it's it, it, you know in a way they have to have a pact that, like uh, the rest of us if we talk about this every single day we would or and have uh, lost our minds um but the point is these are very vibrant very um involved women with different points of view. Um, but I think underneath it all, too, are the, the you know, uh, hopes and uh, uh, aspirations that, that have been uh, surprisingly uh, crushed or have come to light. I mean, there's something in there when they're going, kind of looking back at at a different time, just when they had first met, you know, And that was, one of them says, oh, that was really, what a time, you know, to be a woman. And then another character says, well, yeah, in this country and even here, not so much. And and the other one says, well, we didn't have all the information. And then her her friend says, yeah, you mean, well, yeah, what we had was the we can have it all story, which is not at all the story of what really happens to girls and women in this world. But it's, it's, you know, what I like is... There's a balance here between humor, between not taking themselves seriously, but definitely taking um, the world and the history seriously.
1: Your previews begin November 12th at the uh, Signature on West 42nd Street, uh, and opening night is the 26th, and you have quite a cast there. Beth Dixon, oh, yeah. uh, you have Polly Draper, Catherine Grody, Ellen Parker, Charles Socrates, uh, uh, Frenchelle Stuart Dorn. Are you in this, in this uh, deep into the rehearsal process yet? No,
2: we actually start rehearsal October 17th. So um I took just uh, just went over the, the the script to to make sure that we was starting day 1 with um you know a pretty grounded uh from a grounded place and you know Emily Mann is directing this play. I couldn't ask for you know a more perfect um you know collaborator. Um it, 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 she's smart, she's emotionally engaged. Um she's had, you know, she was a tony nominee and has all kinds of credits and awards and runs a theater um and these women i'm just so excited about i've worked with two of them before but i uh i haven't worked with some of them and um you know polly draper who has done a lot of work since but is very well known for 30 something well i was on the writing uh a staff of 30 something the first season so um that will be an interesting connection, too.
1: I read that this is the New York premiere. Did, the, did you have another production of this somewhere else?
2: I did last summer at a fantastic place called uh, Contemporary American Theater Festival, or CATF, as we like to call it. Mm-hmm. And Ed Herringdean Ed runs it and directed my play. And I, I, You know, I did not know of it before last, uh, well, before two years ago, really. And it was a fantastic experience because it's it's, People come from all over. I hope some of you have been there, <laughs> but they come all over to see the plays. And it was like a real, it was a full production. It's just in in a certain way, a developmental production. But um, what was so wonderful and amazing is the audiences. The audiences were so involved and this wasn't just women. This was men. This was young people. You know, and they did all the things you dream of them doing, which is laughing and crying, and uh, coming up to you afterwards, and you know, really, really generated conversation. Um, and and they do, they did a wonderful production.
1: Uh, I also wanted to ask you about uh, you won a uh, Writers Guild of America award for the hit. Uh, indie web series anyone but me which had over 50 million views worldwide so tell us about anyone but me and can we still see it
2: yes that's the glory of the web um, it, it's so interesting because we were at the forefront my writing and producing partner tina cisa ward and i um we, we launched in 2008 really 2009 we are still partners with Hulu, which is a rare thing for an indie web series, mm. and uh, Amazon now, and, and, uh, and of course, uh, YouTube. Um, but we, you know, timing is important too. Our show is about young people gay, straight, um, uh, people of color, people who don't have color. <laughs> and I, I, I loved doing it because it reached so many people and we got letters all the time about, you know, I wish the show had been around when I was young or I am young. And how do I come out to my parents? I mean, just a marvelous uh, group of people. And, you know, I think timing was important. We were sort of pioneers, like, you know, in the wilds of this new media and we actually won. And, you know, here's, here's a vote of support for women. The two, two of us won first Writers Guild of America uh, award ever given for new media for original I mean, scripted, uh, material. And, um, and then I was nominated again a couple of years later. So yes, see it. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a wonderful show. And, you know, it's funny though, because everything I do kind of leads to the next thing. And, this next thing it makes so much sense in, a, in an emotional way for me because I get to, you know, put the generations together in this in a, in a different way.
1: Well, uh, Susan Miller's 20th Century Blues, uh, a new play which is going to be directed by Emily Mann, is going to be at the Alice Griffin Jewel Box Theater at the Pershing Square uh, Signature Center. And that is opening on November 26th Susan, thank you so much for joining us on Broadway Radio. We really appreciate it. Oh, I
2: loved it.
0: All right. So, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt And subscribe to something like a pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And my name is
1: James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us, and come on back tomorrow, and Matt and I will tell you what's happening on Thursday.